You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. Take three. Just keep this in. Welcome. Let me, God damn it. Let me do the intro. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me for the fourth time, as always, is Wheels Wieneker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Uh, Rolling so well. This is definitely not after recording like four hours of baseball podcast right now. Uh, This is definitely before we're going to record them. So I assume they're just going to go great. Because they actually kind of did go well. I was hoping that I was hoping our intro would like be before we bogged down with four hours of baseball podcasts. Because I wanted to get your fresh take on uh, my uh, sneaking by your team in the fantasy basketball playoffs. I mean, like you went to sleep and you were winning. Right? No, I knew I was going to lose. My but when I went to sleep, I was like one field goal ahead of you, and my and everyone on my team was going to just to back up. Like yeah. I had the best team all year in the basketball league. I annihilated people all season long, um, and then through a fluke of scheduling and the worst trade in the history of fantasy sports, um, you uh, you got a player from a team, so that team sort of tanked the end of the season, and so the guy in second place was able to pass me for first, and then I had to play you, a team that now had Russell Westbrook. Uh, and Well, hold on. I was right behind you for second place. All no, you were never near me. Until you I... were like, oh, there were one or two weeks you were like five games behind me. Yeah, but that also half my team went out for like I had Kevin Love who was out for the year. I had Chris Stepps Porzingis. Right. Who was no out injuries for the year. are part of the game. Out. I'd say cheating, not part of the game. <laughs> like <laughs> asking offers. me for asking me to make a trade, uh, fair. Putting a gun to my head and saying you had to make a trade that would not be fair. So <laughs> anyhow, so uh, so a week, so the, it was a two week matchup. Mm. So after the first week, I was probably what like a ninety percent favorite to be. Yeah, I think so. I was I was I was running by you in every single category. And then all of a sudden, my team suffered a bunch of injuries. Uh, you, you, your only guy who was injured, which is Steph Curry, all of a sudden they said was coming back. And all of a sudden, you jumped up to like an 80% favorite. And then coming into the last day, my only chance was I had to catch you in blocks or field goal percentage. And field goal percentage, I didn't really have a chance. Blocks, I was like three or four behind. You know, I had better blockers. But um, you got like more block. I, you, I had fewer blocks from Jared Allen than you had from like uh, Alan Crabb or something in terms of random Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Alan Crabb teams. dominant. And... And so my only chance, and I actually, and then I benched Buddy Heald because I thought, well, I need. My only chance was that somehow your entire team shoot twenty five percent in your last like five players on Sunday, and that I could inch by you in field goal percentage, and that's exactly what happened. You shot for the day in the low thirties, incredible, and I beat you by like three field goals. I knew it would be bad so. when like there was like three seconds into the Thunder game, Paul George was over five, and Paul George was over six. Yeah. <laughs> 
And also, Steven Adams, who, uh, you know, secretly has been the second best player on that team all year. Steven Adams started the game like five for six or yeah, something. Steven Adams is good. So, yeah. Yeah, Steven Adams is very good. Carmelo is a piece of garbage. He's not the secretly George the second best player. Unless you, is he better? Than, who you're saying is one? Westbrook? Well, I was implying he was better than Paul George. That's obviously. absurd. Paul yeah. George is a monster. Yeah. Paul George is averaging like five threes yeah. a game. Well, Paul, Paul George has actually been not so good. The well, last how about year. this? Like the, last, let, the whole month of March. Let me, let me make a pretend trade. If Kawhi says I'm never coming back to the Spurs because this whole thing got too weird. The Spurs, yeah. by the way, will let Kawhi sit for a year before they do a, like a Magic or, or you know, Pacers type trade. You know, like the pa- the Pacers trade or oh a, a Pacers trade where you trade a guy who's just as good if not better and younger yeah but you know what I mean like the, like yeah yeah what we thought the Pacers trade correct. was when Victor Oladipo would was you like so would, like if you're the Spurs and or you, if you're the th- obviously if you're the Thunder you do this like what about Kawhi for PG three PG thirteen straight up yeah a, a sign and trade where PG thirteen re ups you mean. Well, see, how do you do that? Because Paul George is a free agent, yeah. and Kawhi's a free agent after one season. Yeah, I so guess, I guess, I guess they don't need to do that, right? So you're not about a hypothetical where they're both under long term contract, right? I guess they just need to trade Kawhi to to uh, get Paul George, who I don't think there's any reason to think he'd come to the Spurs. Yeah, if if he doesn't want to be in Oklahoma City, right? And also, like the Spurs are, you know, the the catch for coming to the Spurs is to play with Kawhi. Like, if they don't have Kawhi, then, like, their core is like a... Th- well, I mean, they're winning 50 games in a stacked West without him. I understand, so, but they have no chance you know, of winning a title without him. Zero chance. Yeah, that team is if, not winning if, a th- if, championship if this year. Yeah, well, obviously not. But if they were to This is the first year Paul George thinks in 20 years that I think that they're going to the playoffs with zero chance of winning a championship. Yeah, well, at least you're confident they're going to the playoffs. You wouldn't even think that was happening. Right. You no, know, no, they have to. They have that back to back at Lakers and Clippers will, will be key. But I think that's all right. I don't know. Why I mean, I think I told you, like, if, if that if that uh, if that Keeve Chester uh, fantasy basketball rivalry was fierce, if the Timberwolves and Spurs face each other in the playoffs, which you think is impossible, I, I won't but even I actually care. have that predicted. Right I, because now. we have no chance to win the title. Really? You know, so let let you guys win. Yeah, but for us, winning a playoff series would be the title because we haven't yeah. done that. Since I know. Before. I would definitely root against you and hopefully troll you, but <laughs> yeah. it, it would have no bear. It would be like. Hey, uh, you know, UMBC, you're going to win the first game. What's going to happen? Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, we're going to get. I'm telling you right now, uh, Jimmy Butler is going to come back. Kawhi's not going to come back. And the Spurs are still going to beat the Wolves in six. I, I just don't know if Lamarcus's stuff works in the playoffs. Like, I, he's not shown that it does. <laughs> I just think that with the better defense, he did put up 45 from Rudy Gobert a few nights ago, which was pretty impressive. Um, Oh, he's been incredible. He's been like borderline MVP. He's been time. incredible. He's been I really saw good. Uh, like, is yeah. there any chance he's not at least third team All NBA? Because I saw a list today that did not have him on the third team. I mean, do you want me to look at no, no, my nobody team cares. right now? Because this it's... is a baseball podcast. <laughs> Let's uh, listen. Which episode is this? This is uh, we're talking about the Twins. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Twins for way longer than anybody yes. cares, and then we're gonna do some baseball baseball over unders. And we have a special. It's March. Uh, it's it's been our guest month. So we have uh, another special guest uh, today. We really <laughs> are um, rocking with the guests. People have been very happy with our uh, with the guests this month. Yeah, we should have more guests on. Yeah, one person may be unhappy with the guest, but uh, let's let's jump to the podcast. Okay, Akiva. So we are going to do a preview of all thirty teams and give a little of our takes, some postseason predictions, etc. We're going to start with an in-depth preview of my beloved Minnesota Twins. So, Akiva, do you have any idea of who we should have as a guest for this podcast? Wait, time out. Should we bring back Jerry Chester? Did, by the way, is Jerry Chester a big Twins guy? I've never heard him talk Twins. Well, I mean, we went to uh, game one of the 91 World Series together. Yeah. I don't know. I, Among many I feel like Jerry's games. a Vikings guy. He doesn't listen to this, right? No, well, I mean... 
Well, the Vikings clearly are, are number one in Minnesota. No, my dad has not listened to this podcast. Why is that so absurd? He's no Lewis. He's no First Lewis. First of all, that's Rabbi Lewis to you. How dare you? Yeah. Second right. of all, I told my dad not to listen, I, but I don't know if he's, if he's listening or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I feel like Jerry's a Vikings guy. Um, no, let's. Jerry's a big Fairweather fan. Like, Jerry gets into the Twi- Timberwolves only when the Timberwolves are relevant. Yeah, he's a bandwagon guy. I know he was really like you guys yeah. were talking up like the Minnesota Gophers and football and basketball the last couple of years, and then you don't hear a word about them once the season starts and they're bad. Well, when my dad grew up, you know, I mean, you got to remember the Twins and the Vikings didn't show up in town until my dad was ten years old. So my dad, like when he was six, seven, eight, he was all of them. Your dad was born in also, Minnesota. The Gophers were good back then. Yeah, but also the Gophers, you know, went, went to the Rose Bowl when my dad was ten years old. So yeah, last time they've been there. Yeah. All right, so my dad used to yeah. sell trinkets at the Gophers games. Someone was just telling me they were sell they were selling beer, and I was like, "Is that like a thing that people do?" Like when I was a kid, I was yeah. My dad did that in high school. In high school, my dad did that at the at the old Metropolitan Stadium where the Twins and the Vikings. You know, we, I guess we were spoiled. Like that never would have occurred to me. I would have been like, I would have starved before I like sold beer at a baseball game when I was a kid. <laughs> um, well, you have to be twenty one to sell the beer. I guess but. that's true. Yeah, I could have sold like Cracker Jacks yeah. or something. Uh, so yeah. anyway, so we had uh, we brought on um, a friend of mine to talk about the Mets, uh, and I figured we'd bring on a friend of yours to talk about the Minnesota Twins. Uh, then I realized you haven't been in Minnesota in Wait, 20 I... years, and you don't have any friends, so I had to find somebody. Oh, I was going to say, because uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was not given an option as to who our guest was. Well, I mean, if I, if I thought you had like a, a, a ton of Minnesota Twins fans' friends, I, I would have asked. Well, Aaron Gleeman was begging to come I'm on sure. the podcast, and I said to him, yeah, I'm sorry, Aaron, but uh, Akiva's already uh, reserved a Twins Anyway, fan. we found a great Twins fan and runner sports blogger, Charlie Gilmer. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Charlie, uh, so you are you live in Minnesota now, is that correct? Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> Keeve, there's no other reason Charlie's on the podcast today? No, listen. Uh, first of all, Charlie, what do you think about people who leave Minnesota, but then 30 years later, like Drew McGarry or Chester, who like leave Minnesota, literally don't step foot in the state for another 30 years, but still are like repping <laughs> the, uh, the purple and gold and, and the twins? I say it's allowed, but you can't you can't call yourself the biggest fan. You can't say I'm a diehard. You can't be a diehard die if you don't live in the state. That is actually a hot take. Right. Wait, so Akiva, you're not a diehard of anybody then, because you're not even the same continent. Well, I, as your I team. got so, like I Team Israel and the WBC. Yeah, that's true. I'm a, I'm a WBC guy. That's true. <laughs> I got news for you. No, Akiva is more of an Israeli than anybody who was on that actual team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, all right, I wanted to, I wanted to like um, put put some uh, twins questions to you guys, but first let's let's you know talk about the roster. Everyone's dying to hear really in depth thoughts about the Minnesota Twins roster. So uh, for, let's start with the lineup. the The truth is, you guys did what I thought the Mets should do, which is like wait and then go bargain shopping at the end. When I didn't think that to the to the extent that ended up happening was like a historically strange free agent class. But you guys were able to pick from some good players towards the end of, of free agency. So let's start there. What do you guys think about the tw- about the Twins, you know, signing the Lance Lins of the world at the end, like after everyone, you know, basically ran out of money. So the poor guys got to eat. I think it was a great move, uh, be- mostly because of the short, short-term deals that all the guys had to sign. Uh, one of the biggest problems in Twins history with free agents is 
the hesitance to sign guys for long-term deals and they just managed to wait out the market and, and not have to worry about that. And I, also, I think because there are a lot of high-risk guys on the market this year, Lynn coming off of an injury, Odorizzi a little bit of injury in the past, Logan Morrison only having one good year in his career, I think they were great guys to sign to one-year deals. Yeah, I mean, look, the Twins are never going to win the big free agent. Like, you know, coming into this offseason, everybody knew the Twins desperately needed pitching. And the Twins were supposedly in the U Darvish conversation quite late into the game, but it was delusional all along. The chance of the Twins getting U Darvish was never higher than like 10%. And so one of the brilliant things, and I'm sure Charlie will agree with me, like the, the Twins under Terry Ryan for, for, for two decades basically were a frustrating team to follow because even when we were good, you know, like in the previous decade when they made the playoffs six out of eight years, it, it, the, the process was extraordinarily regressive you know, resistant to any kind of stats. I mean, for example, Nick Blackburn, uh, you know, went uh, 12 and 12 with like a four ERA one year and his advanced stats were terrible. And then he went 12 and 12 the next year and the Twins signed a big contract. And when asked why, the general manager literally said, well, he won 12 Wait, time out, time out. And you, what does yeah. that mean? You asked, ter- like you have conversations with the general manager and he answered? What do you mean? You said when you asked why and then Terry Ryan answered. The proverbial you, oh, when one would ask him sad, why did Sometimes, you do this? Charlie... Sometimes oh. Chester like name drops or makes it seem like he's very important. So I thought like you had no, a direct <laughs> access to Terry Ryan. No, I have no access to Terry Ryan. Anyways, the point is that the Twins front office was so frustrating. But one of the other sort of like on the down low, one of the frustrating things about Terry Ryan is every offseason he would immediately, whatever, whoever they were going to sign, they would have all their guys signed by the winter meetings. Like the first week of free agency, the Twins would jump in, sign their two, you know, mediocre relief pitchers and be done. And the reason that's annoying is because there's like 30 available, you know, mediocre setup men, and they're all basically interchangeable. And so the smart move is not to jump and pay the first one. It's to let the market settle and then grab the couple, you know, towards the end who are available. So the Twins front office did that really well. As Charlie said, like, you know, once we didn't get you, Darvish, then they ended up, they, they, they traded for Jake Odorizzi, and everybody thought, well, first of all, they got Addison Reed from your Mets. And that was, you know, a big contract by the Twin standards. And, it, and, you know, and he's pretty good. They got Fernando Rodney, who actually was good last year after April, to help the bullpen. But then the starting pitchers is really where they needed a lot of help, especially Irvin Santana was, is injured and going to miss, you know, the first chunk of the season. So they traded for Jake Odorizzi, and Twins fans thought, okay, all right, we're done. And then they signed Lance Lynn, as Charlie said, one-year $12 million contract, which is just, you know, a beautiful job of taking advantage of, of the depressed market this year. And as Charlie also said, like, there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract because no matter how, you know, even if the guy sucks, it's one year. You're done. It's not, you know, limiting your team in future seasons. Yeah, we're seeing that a lot in the NFL this year, actually, where a lot of teams have got, like, I mean, Sue just signed one now. You, you have, like, I, yeah. I, I don't mind giving you, you know, $18 million if it's for one year. You know, you're just, you're, all you're doing is taking up salary cap, but there's no long-term commitment. Uh, it works, it spe- yeah. especially works in football where careers. And there's no salary cap. In ba- well, in salary cap, there's, there's no salary True, cap. True, but there's, though, a, so. there's most teams yeah. in theory have a salary ceiling. T- yeah. So, but, and I, I made this analogy on Twitter. I said, like, the Twins offseason was kind of like you go to, like, your, your favorite uh, band's concert, and then they come out for an encore, and you're like, okay, all right, the concert's done. And so people come to the exits. And they come out for another encore, and people are like, all right, we're done. We're going to the exits. And this happened three times because then they added Lance Lynn. Then they added Logan Morrison, who had 38 home runs last year, and we got literally a one year, $6 million contract, which is amazing because this is a lineup that led all of baseball in every offensive category in August and September last year which is only a two-month period, granted. But over the course of the season, I think they were the fourth-best offense in the American League. And everybody's very, very young. 
um, you know, a, a lot of guys had career years and they might not be sustainable. And our, and our Jorge Polanco, our shortstop, who was batting third and hit 10 homers in the last month of the season, is now suspended for the first 80 games for PD. So maybe that explains why he had 10 homers in the last month of the season. But um, this is a lineup that, you know, you were pretty confident about coming in. And that's before they added Logan Morrison for nothing. That's before Miguel Sano, who we thought maybe either suspended or injured. It turns out he's ready to go day one, right? And so I think that I'm very excited about this offense. You know, Byron Buxton in center field might, you know, if he plays like he did the second half of the year, he might be an MVP candidate. So very excited about the offense. Charlie, what are you most worried about? So uh, the the projected lineup for the non-twins fanatics out there, uh, Dozier, uh, Minnesota's own Joe Maurer, Miguel Sano. um, Is Rosario batting cleanup? No, Uh, Sano's batting cleanup. So is is Rosario in the... I think Morrison's going to be hitting... Fifth, fourth, yeah, is fifth. Rosario in the opening day lineup or is he injured? He's a little yeah, no, sore. So Mars and Rosario, yeah, no, Buxton, Kep- and it gets a little weak at the bottom. Kepler, Escobar, Castro. Is this is this a better lineup than last year's team? Timeout, timeout. You're wrong. And that, this is why it's such an impressive lineup. Because it has no holes. This is the first Twins lineup since 1991 that has literally no holes. There's not a single player. The only player in the entire lineup who's below average for his position is Castro, and he's like 98 or something like that percent of an average catcher. He's like within right. 2% of average. And there's also Mitch Garver coming off the bench, and he has shown flashes of having good offense. So if he yeah, steps yeah, in... Yeah, he can't field, yeah. but yeah. But uh, Escobar, yeah. Uh, to me, Escobar I mean, is probably a slightly below average shortstop. That's an insane thing to say because he was an above average third baseman last year. He's a terrible defensive shortstop, that's for sure, right? But his his stats, he had 20 home runs last year. If he if he repeats last season, especially the second half, see the problem with the Twins is all these guys, they were like such massive difference between the first half and the second half. But Escobar had a 900 OPS the second half of the season. So did Buxton. Rosario the whole season was like at 850 or something like that. Polanco, as we said, was off the charts, but he's you know suspended for the first half of the season. Escobar, the plan actually was that Escobar would be the third baseman again like he was last year because Sano was going to be injured or whatever. And then when Sano came back, he would probably DH. Now that they got Logan Morrison, hopefully the goal, and, and also that they have Polanco out, the goal is that Escobar slides over to shortstop, where, again, he's a liability defensively, but he's great offensively. You have Sano at third, and then you can have Morrison DH. So actually, Polanco being gone, I don't think really hurts their offense because you have all those bats in the lineup every day. What it hurts is your Wait, And, jo- and because Joe Maurer is an average or above average first baseman? When you take his total package into account, yeah, go look at his go look at his wins above replacement. All right, lines. I'm going to name, well, because, we do this with football all the time. Charlie, join in. Well, hold yeah. on. Uh, yeah. Akiva, Akiva, he has a 390 on base percentage. And okay, above I'm going to hear Charlie and, no and Alexander. I'm going to name first baseman, okay. and you tell yeah. me if you'd rather for this year. Hold on, just once. I just want to point something out. Again, like everyone else on the Twins, he was garbage in April. He batted 320 something mm-hmm. for the year from May 1st yeah. on. And also, it's the emptiest 320 yeah. in the history of baseball. Yeah, because it really sucks to have a 400 on base percentage yeah. for your number two hitter. That's not valuable. You're right. Before we go <laughs> yeah. into this game, Charlie, jump in here. <laughs> I. I just have to let you know that my personal love of Joe Maurer is not going to give me any honest answers in this game. So, so because lo- most Twins fans are like from the Akiva school of old school baseball idiocy, where all they think that you need from first base was home runs and RBIs. So right. yeah, most Twins fans actually hate Joe Maurer, sort of the same way that a lot of Reds fans hate Joey Votto. Right. But Ch- Charlie's not in that camp, and neither am I. And go I ahead, think, Akiva. Well, let me just say one more thing about Maurer. His ability to hit to all fields, they started shifting him in the outfield last year, and he just started pulling the ball. Not as yeah. much as he could have, but he's probably going to get better at it this year. I think he's better than people give him credit for because his his ability to adjust mid-season, mid-series, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he was top five in the American League last year among first basemen and wins above replacement. So Yeah. 
Oh, we lost the Kiva. Oh, that's why it's been so pleasant for the last couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you ready for America's favorite game, which is I'm going to name players at a position. You tell me if your guy is better than those. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Paul Goldschmidt or Joe Maurer? Paul Goldschmidt. First of all, why are we talking about the National League? Why are we talking I about mean, the it's the League? majors. You're saying above average. Let's let's <laughs> use a bigger sample size. Yeah. Joey Votto. Okay. All right. Freddie picks. Freeman, we'll Anthony Rizzo, uh, Cody Bellinger, Jose Abreu, Edwin Encarnacion, Reese Hoskins, Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, Miggy. Though I mean, for okay, let's we, no. Again, and I just want to repeat because you were gone for this. Last year, Joe Maurer had 3.4 wins above mm-hmm. replacement, okay, yeah. which was tied for eighth best among all first basemen in all of Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. One spot behind Logan Morrison, his new teammate, okay? So he was ahead of half the guys you've already mentioned, just FYI. The only guys better than him last year were Votto, Goldschmidt, Jose Abreu, Anthony Rizzo, Cody Bellinger, Eric Hosmer, Logan Morrison. And that, that again, that's what happens when you have elite defense, an 800 OPS, and a 384 on base percentage. Huh. I'd but rather have Matt Olson. I'd rather have Buster Posey. Buster well, Posey's a catcher, I mean, he's but okay. Play a lot of first bases here. We're not talking about fantasy. We're talking I know. About real life. Uh, <laughs> I think he's pretty equal to Justin Smoke. Uh, yeah. I think he's. I mean, Smoke's yeah, a better. He's in the Carlos Santana power, level. So. He's obviously a different player. I'd probably yeah. rather have the young guys like Greg Bird. I know he just broke his leg. Uh, Josh Bell, even on the Pirates. Like, to me, I. Okay, well, well yeah. Akiva, obviously, if we're trading, if we're trading one for one, I agree with you. Ian Desmond, have the young guy, than the thirty-four-year-old. By the way, do you know who, in who my opinion, is that? is other than the fact that he can never stay healthy, the most underrated player in all of baseball? Speaking of first baseman, Justin Bohr. I feel like he's oh, he's always at two eighty twenty-five home runs, and his season always ends on like August first. If he ever put together a full season, yeah. he'd be considered a star. Yeah, he had a nine hundred OPS last year, I think. So. All right, Charlie, you want to play a game? You want to play a Twins game, me, Ale- you, and Alex, and I'll uh, I'll be the judge here? All right, all right. Okay. Char- are, how are you with Twins history? I, I think you're a little younger than uh, than Alex and myself, or <laughs> each 34. Yeah, but I, I've, I've done some studying. Okay. Because uh, Alex, so just, we'll Alex just uh, dropped myself, that but... he was at the 1991 World Series, and... You know, we were pretty young then. I was not alive then, not, uh, but my nice parents break. were at Game 7 of the 91 World Series. So. so Charlie's... Ne- so, yeah, by the way, in my class, there was 19 kids in my class in 1991 in third mm-hmm. grade. I went to Game 1 of the World Series, and I was talking a big game. Three of the kids in my class went to Game 7. I mean, it's a small state. So, well, oh, wait, so you didn't go to Game 7? <laughs> so, so Jerry Chester couldn't shell out for Game 7? Well, I, we already went to Game 1. I mean, how... I mean, listen... Have I told you the story? You know how much we paid for our Game 1 no. World Series tickets? how much? $90. And, and the woman we bought them from, like, was shaking so hard that my dad told me this later because at the time I was too young. But my dad thinks she was, like, on drugs or something. Oh, so she just needed a quick score. Something like that. What I, I do remember as we walked in the stadium, my dad turned to, like, the, the security guard and said, are these real? Who like, pi- thought, yeah, like, you never sure ask if they're tickets. real. What a, what a, a – Jerry Chester <laughs> – No, but we had already – I'm guessing he didn't do a lot of uh, – didn't do a lot of partying in college, Jerry. Could be wrong. <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah. we're gonna we're, you, you, you we're gonna play the Twins opening day lineup Sporkle game. We're gonna go oh, one okay. one one, and all you have to do is name a player, including a pitcher, who was on the Twins opening day roster for any season, not including this one because we don't know their opening day lineup yet. Any season from 1991 until 2017, and obviously, if you name if Wait. you if you name 
Akiva, this game is going to take six hours and it'd be really boring. We're going to go quickly, one, one, one. We don't have to finish all 270 names. Uh, is this just the starting just lineup? Just the starting opening, opening day, day starting lineup. The nine, it's 10 guys because you're in the AL, the nine hitters and, and the opening day pitcher. I, you know, it just, if, uh, if Charlie messes up, no pressure on him. And if Chester can't get one, I feel like it's, uh, it's fun for Chester to know nothing about the twins. Okay. So Charlie, do you want to go first since you're our guest? Sure. All right. Give me a name. Give me a last name. Koski. All right. Corey Koski. Chester, you go. By the way, four. Wait. Oh, this is an actual Sporkle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm typing in the Sporkle. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to try and do this methodically. So we'll start with last season. So let's start with uh, with uh, Jason Castro. Yeah. You should take the easy ones first. And then when the other guy runs out, this is like strategy. Well, I, but but that, how am I going to remember what he picked? I'll I'm remind you. All right. Uh, Char- we got Castro. We, okay. Castro. We got Corey Koski. What do you got for us, Charlie? I'm going to make you spell Doug Mankiewicz. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> I, I sort of know how to. K-I-E. When I applied for uh, a job at ESPN, they have, by the way, I got it right on the first try, Mankiewicz, because he was on the Mets, too. Um, nice. When I oh, when right. I applied for a job at ESPN, they had you spell commonly misspelled names like Dwayne Wade was on there. I have the list. Uh, uh, I keep saying I'm going to post it in the Facebook group, and I keep forgetting. But so Dwayne Wade was on there. Doug Minkiewicz was on there. There was like five or six, like always, you know, misspelled names, and they were. I mean, but you were Coach K. Coach K. I don't. Need, I think that's almost like too hard. But also, you were able to Google, so I feel yeah. like that was a pretty stupid part of the list because you had. Oh. It wasn't like you were in a room. Like you, they they send you the test, and they say you have 45 minutes to complete the whole thing. Um, but I don't know. That seems like you know just googling Dwayne Wade. It wasn't like post. Google era. All right, so we're up to Chester. You go. All right, uh, Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer. Why don't we do two at a time to save time? This I'm editing this out anyways. Nobody's gonna want to listen to this. Akiva. It's gonna be really dumb. Do you want to do the twenty? Do you want to do twenty seventeen? <laughs> don't let Charlie. He's a hater. Don't listen to him. <laughs> okay. Fine, we'll keep going for another hour and guess every Twins lineup for the last 27 years. Well, I, I was hoping you get knocked out soon, Chester. You'd like say someone who wasn't on there or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. You want me to yeah. say another name? You guys could just throw out names. Miguel Sano. Who? Sano? Yeah. All right. Tori Hunter. Hunter. Who do you think has the most? I think Tori Hunter just put up like most, nine. Uh, you know, because it, cause oh, it puts you in every time you're in the lineup. So Corey, Tori Hunter it's gotta is like be nine him, or right? ten. No, because he was on the Angels. For, he left. I mean, what about Mauer? How many times Mauer? do you think Jack Mars is on the list, guys? Just one. One. He was only on the team in '91. Yeah, correct. Mauer. Uh, I think Mauer was. Oh, Mauer was like. Well, also Mauer is always hurt. Mauer one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, he's never missed an opening day. Well, oh yeah, oh nine. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. His MVP season, he's. he's that's that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So he did miss one. Yeah. Um. All right. What about Ron Coomer? He's got to be on this list, right? Yeah, he was their all-star in 98. From the glory days, yeah. <laughs> so oh, how about this? Opening day starters. Let's do that. That's easier. Brad starting Radke. pitchers? Yeah. Brad Radke, yeah. So opening day starting pitchers. Okay. You do you know how many Radke Tanner. had, by the way? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like, nine opening day starts. Nine. Radke was not good enough to start nine times in opening day. Brad Radke is one of the most overrated, underrated players in I baseball mean, history. Brad Radke, I would guess, I would guess he has 46 career war. Like, he's like... Not a Hall of Famer, but he's one level okay. below that. He's in the same category as he, like Johnny Damon. He he's did get really like three percent of the vote on the Hall of Fame ballot. Once. He was on the ballot. He's like a very, he's a very underrated player in my opinion. Now, who do you think has more opening day starts for the Twins? 
Johan Santana or Irvin Santana? Johan, two to two? Sure. two to two. No, Johan's got it nope. more than Charlie, two. Only Charlie two? nails it. Two to two. Wow. It's a tie. Uh, we still have a couple opening day starting pitcher spots. Oh. Who's starting? Who's the opening Wait, starter Johan, this year? Barrios? Scott. What about they had Scott Baker a couple years ago? Baker probably. was not a bad player, honestly. <laughs> probably shouldn't be your. I mean, he was, I mean, he was like Brad Radke. Yeah, yeah. He was year. kind of Brad Radke ish. Uh, is Barrios your opening threw, day starter? Uh, eight perfect innings once. I would assume so because Santana would have been. If not yeah, for and uh, Odorizzi so is the opening day starter. Oh, they're giving it to Odorizzi, really? Yeah, so Barrios can pitch in Puerto Rico when they go there. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, I see. Makes, Where's the Puerto Rico? The, the Pittsburgh series in Puerto Rico? Cleveland. The, and it's the 17th. Oh, the you mean they're lining up for like three weeks in advance? That, that's bananas, yeah. guys. Which is dumb because like they're going to have a bunch of games snowed oh, out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, I, listen, <laughs> it, it, first of all, it's not like he's their only player. There's probably four guys on the team from Puerto Rico. Like, it, you know what I mean? It's not like they're going to Puerto Rico and, like, if they don't bring Jose Barrios, they're not going to let them off the plane. Yeah, but he's like their 23-year-old, you know, like up and I would, I, who's The idea that you're making decisions. Could, would Bill Belichick make that decision? Well, I think Rob Gronkowski's <laughs> from Arizona, so I think we're going to play him when we go to the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. All right, so we need a 92 opening day starter, 93, 94, 95, 90. Uh, 92, it's got to be Kevin no? Or a Tappany? Why wouldn't it be Erickson? One of the All two, right? So right? Er- John Smiley. I know they traded for John Smiley or signed him the year after. The- yeah, Smiley the- never the- did. Erickson's 92 and 92. 95. Who's the guy you said in between? Kevin Tappany. Yeah. Yep, 93 and 94. That's pretty good. So you're missing 98 and you're missing 08, 09, 13, 14, 15. Oh, 11 through 15 you're missing. Uh, say, I said Scott Baker. Yeah, we right? did, we put Baker in. Who did you say, Francisco Liriano? Yeah. All right. Um, Black in ninety in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, Liriano's oh nine. Like, this is like you the, only got one out of Liriano. What was it not? Was it not Brad Radke? In it was not. Already? Did you try oh, Mike Redman? Who? Oh no, they they had um. What was that Mike guy? Redman. Was on the Redmond. Bob Toot. Red, not Mike Redman. Oh, the catcher, oh they had a starter, Mike Redman. No, no, D. Oh, Redmond? Because Mike Redmond was their opening day starting catcher in 2009. Oh. Yeah. R-E-D-M-O-N, Charlie? M-A-N. I don't even remember this guy, but no, he never started opening day. Okay. He lost like 20 games in a season one. I don't think. Tewksbury, I think, would have been gone, you know, in the post-Morris era. No, you're right. 1998, Bob Tewksbury. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, I knew he was on. The, those were like. Yeah, that really must have been a really bad uh, Twins teams. team if Bob Tewksbury. I was like, was Frank Tanana an oh, he was like the, <laughs> Frank Tanana's another player. He's a Brad Racky ass player. He had a great career. I, you know, my team, but. Yeah. Uh, so 08 and then uh, 11 through 15. You guys are missing like the opening they started for. Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes. Is, he, oh, is that's he still a in the majors yeah. or is he retired? How about- He's going to be in the bullpen this year for the Would Twins. Would 08 have not been Scott Baker? I mean, he's definitely not there. Sporkle's never been Slowey? wrong, guys. Kevin Slowey? Oh, Slowey. That's not a bad one. That's more recent, right? No, they hated. No, they always hated Slowey. They wouldn't. It is weird that it's like, it's also, liner. it's like this big honor. Oh, you know who I bet? I bet Carlos LeVon Hernandez Ooh, was in there. LeVon. Oh, yeah. He was. Oh, and, and also, what's his name? Um, The mustache man. Oh, what The guy from the Marlins. Only one LeVon. Oh, God. oh Pavano. Carl Pavano. Carl Pavano. 
Wasn't that um? Who's Carl Fofano? Carl Fofano was the one who was always dating like models and actresses, right? Alyssa Milano yeah. or something. Wasn't it Alyssa? I Milano? think so. And she's like a huge baseball yeah. fan. Um, yeah, N- not huge enough to know. Who <laughs> right. Well, that's why dating. she got divorced. She's like, wait, I could be married to like <laughs> Johan and I'm married to Carl Fofano. All right, so we're missing 2013, 2014. Uh, we got the other ones. Is Vance Worley? That would be so sad if Vance Worley no, started he, opening day. He was only on the team for like five minutes. Charlie, you nailed yeah. it. 2013 uh, opening day starter, Vance Worley. I've, I've been, yeah, that's. I've been thinking first of all, that's the saddest fact lately. I've ever heard. <laughs> he was like, yeah. oh, he's like the yeah. Phillies never, fifth starter for a few years. Well, what about the, when they signed Alaska? And Alaska must have got a chance, right? Yeah. That was a really good pull, though, Charlie. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many yeah, Ricky, no, Ricky Nolasco 2014. I don't I don't know. Sporkle doesn't link out to their baseball reference page. It's just Sporkle. All right, who, who am I googling here? Um Vance Worley. Yeah. 2013. Which season are we talking about? Uh the Worley season was oh, right? what did you say it was uh it was 13. It was his only year on the team. He only pitched 48 innings. If he only pitched 10 games, he had a 7.21 ERA. That's so, great. I'm not sure why he was All right, I'm just going to ask you a couple quick ones. Season. I, 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 you think this is boring, but I think people like when you get stuff wrong, Chester. So they will like this. That, that yeah. Charlie kind of bested okay. you here. Yeah, he did. He 2008, their 7 8 9 was second base, shortstop, third baseman. Can you name any of them? Either of you guys. Brendan yeah, Brendan Harris. Harris, opening day, second baseman. Luis Castillo. Oh, yeah. What, what's wait, the, what what was the name? Nick Punto. The no, it's the year uh, after Barnhart Castillo, Barnhart Charlie. Or at least he wasn't. He wasn't. Okay. Wait. I think he was probably already on the Mets. Uh, Orlando Hudson? Uh, no, no, Orlando Hudson. Nick Punto. No, nope. Punto not an opening. His next year, Punto started. Um, wait, on the right yeah. side of the infield. Oh, they were always signing mediocre third basemen who would suck for like a month yep. and they'd cut them. Like yep. These bad yep. veterans for like a yep. million dollars. But Mike Lamb. Wait, we're, oh, yeah, we're talking Mike, third oh, base? Yeah. Third base. Oh, yeah. I said second and third and short. Oh. So you got Harris. Tony Batista. Who do you say? That was no. the other Adam Tony Everett Batista, was did. your Mike ninth Lamb hitter shortstop. Adam Everett. Mike That's Lamb, Joe the third, and Craig Monroe, the great Craig Monroe, DHing and hitting sixth. Yeah, Joe Creedy was another next one year. Creedy, yeah, was was at third. Some yeah. real nobodies on this team. I forgot R- Rondell White. Yeah, Rondell White in two thousand six had a great second half of the season. I remember, but the first half of the season he had like a four hundred. Two thousand two thousand five. Oh. Name your opening day DH. Matt Lecroy. No. No, uh, Lee Croy does not come around. Was it not Bobby Kilty? Lou Ford. Lou Ford. That's a good one. Remember, Lou Ford was like amazing for like six weeks. He had yeah. one good season. Yeah. Lou Ford. He was. By the way, Lee Croy was the year before. That was not a bad guess. You know who's also underrated? Who, who was your opening day um, leadoff hitter three years in a row? Shannon Stewart was a really good player. I feel like history. Oh yeah. Yeah, he Almost got a, the, MVP. the year they traded for him in 04, He got a bunch of. He finished yeah, like fourth like, in the MVP. It would go like thirty eight forty two. Had some like insane forty forty ish numbers. The, I, I'd say I recognize no, 98% of these names. Not. Your right fielder in 2003 was somebody named Dustin Moore, Jay's older brother. Yeah. Yeah, Dustin Moore and Bobby Kilty were a, uh, was the two-headed yeah, monster. Yeah, Louis Rivas and then a Kadir bunch of times. I mean, there are, some, there are some dark days. Christian Guzman hit Rivas, first or second was four a... years in a row on opening day for you guys. Well, Christian, first of all, Christian was an, was an amazing player. He was an all-star until he got injured. Brent, and then he had a long Brent Gates, your, sec- your number two hitter in 1998. Okay. <laughs> okay. Never and he's he probably better than your number two hitter in 1999, who is Chad Allen. Oh, I remember Chad Allen. You he know, was, he, you know why? Because he's a Twins uh, announcer. Alex Cole, your number two hitter in 95, and 
Oh, he was. Yeah, he was a, a very Scott fast Leis, field who was your, your, third, your shortstop or, and third in the World yeah. Series. Yeah, him and Pagliarulo. Well, Shane Mack. Yeah. Shane Mack. That's a classic. See, everyone. From... He's the most underrated. I would say Shane Mack is the most underrated really? player in history. It, because if we, we didn't have advanced stats back then, but he had like he was better than Kirby Puckett. I got news. He had like I mean, we have him now. We see, and Scott Stoviak was was a favorite of mine. <laughs> I was also a Matt Lawton guy growing up, like starting playing fantasy in the nineties. It was kind of an underrated. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah, he was a bit before the Twins. Uh, uh, what, what is the Twins over-under, Chester? So the Twins over-under is 82 and a half. Okay. What are you thinking, Charlie? Is this team going to have a winning record? And have? Well, I think with 57 games against the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers, that's 40 wins right there. Those are the three worst teams in the I AL, could, the I way. could not yeah. believe today, over-unders. Charlie, that Jordan Zimmerman is starting opening day. I mean, Jordan Zimmerman, like... <laughs> he's no Vance Worley. He's, he's a 6 ERA <laughs> guy now. He he should not be in the majors yeah. anymore. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's absurd. But that's what happened. And by the way, the Tigers don't even have the lowest over-under in the division. Well, who has who has really? lower? The White yeah. Sox. Uh, that... I think the White Sox are going to be third. I think they're going to have a good stretch, a hot month with their young guys, and they're going to be okay. But Yeah, I think the White Sox – I would take the over on the White Sox at 68, but, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be okay. They're going to lose 90 games. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. But is there value in being second place in the AL Central with, with a, such a loaded AL East? Well, well, he, no, well, loaded at least. What's up? There's two good well, teams. That takes away two guaranteed playoff spots, and then the well, West okay, so, the so teams too. okay, so this is this is this is how the American League is working this year. There's three incredible teams, which is Cleveland, Houston, mm-hmm. and the Yankees. Right? There's three teams who can win 100 games. Then there's like a drop, and then you have the Red Sox, all in their own class, and they can win. You know, 90 Red Sox need another league. pitcher, and then there's a tr- but they're they're other than that, they're in the same. Well, maybe maybe David Price has got another pitcher. So. I don't. Th- I mean, last year they're pitching. Their problem last yeah, year was their. Hitting, I don't think that's going to be an issue, right? There. And then they just. Added I mean, Deaver did get hurt. So I'm not worried about I, I just think like the 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 uh, like natural improvement from Deaver's and Benatendi and all these guys. Bogarts like they can't get worse. Bets. It's they're so Bogarts. They're so loaded. Also, it's crazy. They have Hanley Ramirez yeah. coming off the well, bench. Well, Hanley right? kind of stinks, but yes, that is impressive. <laughs> hey, he's as on a my bench player goes, goes he's show some good. respect. Um, yeah, so the AL is really weird because you're really top heavy. You have three teams that are, you know, in, that all should win the World Series. Then you have the Red Sox. And then after that, like, the second wild card is wide open. So I, the Twins are probably the leaders in the clubhouse right now. I mean, who, the, who, it's the Angels they're competing with. And then, I mean, anybody, I mean, look, anybody can win 85 games. It's not that hard to win 85 games. So in theory, you know, you could see Seattle do it. You could see Texas do it. You could see, I don't know, the Blue Jays do it or somebody. But but to me, like the Twins are definitely the leaders in the clubhouse to get that second wild card. Now, what's that worth? You one game in Boston, or you know, like last season, one game in New York mm-hmm. in October, is uh, you know not, not much. But um, you know, I, I think eighty-two and a half. I would definitely take the over. Yeah, I mean, you've you've sold and me just because I, I took the so under bad. on the Twins. Like the more I've researched today, here's the thing: I took the I took the under on the Twins like four or five years in a row. Um, but you know, they're pitching. They, what this is the difference? Like the, the Twins do not have a number one or number two starter by any stretch of the imagination. They do not have a, a pitcher who anybody's afraid no, of. No, but everyone class. here, right? But you're what they do your have, they, everyone here is sort of a three or four. Yeah, they have a bunch of number three starters, which is an improvement on last year when they had a bunch of number <laughs> seven starters, and they still somehow made the playoffs. Now, Irvin Santana. What had about like the bullpen, Charlie? Helpful, obviously, I think it's going to be good. They they improved in the second half last season, and now the guys that 
we thought might have to be the setup man and the closer, like Taylor Rogers and Trevor Hildenberger, are now going to be the sixth inning guys. Because Rodney, Duke, and Reed, I think will I mean, Rodney, you're going to lose hair from numbers. Rodney. Like, Rodney is, is a nightmare to root for. Well, yeah, that's what everybody yeah. says. But uh, pro tip, look at his splits last season. In, look at his numbers last year, okay? I'm not looking at them. Just read them to me. I'll tell you what they are. In April, he had a 12.60 ERA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? The rest of the season, he had a, he had a sub-2 ERA. I'll take it. So that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a closer only pitches 50 or 60 innings. So if you give up, you know, No, it is true. Getting shelled innings, twice like really does, uh, you know, I don't know what the best yeah. closer is. Now, that having been said, I don't love Rodney. He's also, what, like yeah, 40 years old. old? But Addison, but uh, because Joe, because Paul Molitor is such sort of an old school guy and like adheres to like strict bullpen usage, I would rather Rodney be the closer because I'd rather use Addison Reed, who's probably their Addison best. Addison Reed leader, is like Mr. Like eighth situation. He's, he's become... He's oh. become like the eighth inning guy. I feel like he's like too good for the eighth, but not really good enough for the ninth. Like when he's your closer, which always happens when but, your closer gets. But hurt. you're missing my point. You don't. You don't want your best pitcher to be your closer. You want your best so pitcher to by, pitch by in the accident. Most he's he's in a, a preferable role, even though Molitor is lost. Do you uh, do you hate Molitor also, Charlie? The sa- hold on, hates, the same way with the Indians. I like Molitor. I like Molitor. It's it's the same way with the Indians, right? Andrew Miller is clearly their best. Is clearly right. the best relief pitcher, right? But Cody Allen gets the right. Six. But I, I think they know that Miller is their most talented pitcher. I don't think there's like any debate in there. Yeah, because you see how they use in the postseason. Well, Francona is yeah. a better man, yeah, a much better manager right. than Paul Molitor. What do you like I, about I, Man Molitor, look, Charlie, Charlie? I don't because Chester has no respect for him. He's a Minnesotan. <laughs> I just well, that doesn't hurt. Uh, I I think that uh, Molitor. He's I don't know if he's good in game as other managers. I think his bullpen use leaves something to be desired. But I think there is sort of a, a steady hand that he provides. And I think the way the hitters all improved so much last year. So you think actually having think, having like a, a like an actual like a person who is overqualified to be the hitting coach, like actually has like tangible value. Because like like the Mets have like, the yeah. you know, when the Mets had Terry Collins or, or the Terry Collins of the world, there's, you know, 12 of them in in baseball where it's like they might be a good clubhouse manager. I mean, eventually everyone sort of loses the clubhouse, but like. There's very little wisdom they can impart, and then if you can't handle the bullpen, like what's your purpose other than you're essentially like a highly paid babysitter? So you're saying Molitor has value even if he's right. not like an X's and O's expert. Yeah, I think so. We saw guys like Buxton and Rosario grow as hitters last year, hitting to opposite field, you know, not swing for the fences every time. And I think a three thousand career hitter like Molitor is going to. You think Buxton might become happen. like a real superstar this year? I would say yes. Yeah, I think he could break out. Akiva, he was top ten in he was top ten in the league last year yeah. in WAR when he batted under two hundred up yeah. until the no. Oscar. I agree. I, I asked it because I think he will be. I think there's a chance that he absolutely explodes this year, and like and onto the national. He's, but he's the kind of guy. On the he's the kind of guy. Who, if he bats two seventy with fifteen home runs, he can yeah. still be a superstar because he's the best defensive. You know, he's so good on defense and he's so yeah. good on the base paths. That, you know, any offense is really just gravy. Mm-hmm. But um, so here's what I wanted to say to you. The re- Minnesotans love Minnesotans more than anybody else loves people from their state. Especially, I like would never kids. root for like, someone on the look, Jets because they were from New York. That would be absolutely insane. But, but you realize, like, from New York. everybody in Minnesota, like, for example, Tyus Jones, the uh, the, the Twins, ba- uh, Timberwolves mm-hmm. backup point guard, 
the reason he's so he's from Minnesota, and so people like him there more than Jeff Teague. Now his advanced numbers are actually really good, and Jeff Teague's are not. But um, that's why, like, when Chris Dunn was gone, we were like, oh, good riddance. Tyus is better anyway. Uh, you look at Twins history. Every single player from Minnesota. First of all, we drafted Joe Maurer ahead of um, what was the pitcher for the Cubs? Mark Pryor. Yeah, and ahead of Mark Pryor, purely because he was from Minnesota. Now, in hindsight, that one worked out, obviously. But uh, Mark Pryor was the number one prospect that year, and Joe Maurer was number two. Um, but uh, anyways, other than him and Ken Herbeck, like the guys who are from Minnesota and played their whole careers in Minnesota, if you're a Hall of Fame baseball player who played your career anywhere else, like Dave Winfield or Paul Molitor or Jack Morris, you have to come home and play in Minnesota. It's like an, it's like a requirement. Crazy that there's so much state Terry pride Steinbach. for state that all you guys like leave the second year, you know, you, you finish high school and never come back. <laughs> Well, I leave. Most people do. Is that true? It's well, a, Charlie, it's so actually, you went, you grew up in, in Minnesota, and then, and you, like, what do you say from your high school class? Like, most people left or most people stay? I would say most okay. people stay. Yeah, Akiva, I mean, I will, I will say this, like, I know, like, when it comes to, so Minnesota, the University of Minnesota has a very good law school, but it's not, you know, it's not like an Ivy League school. Mm. It's usually that like was, around That was an Ivy League law student uh, sniffing his nose at the University of Minnesota's law school. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I'm doing the opposite. I'm okay. about to compliment Minnesota. So, so. And I, the reason I know this is because, like, when I like Minnesota, like when they sent me like the application, like the recruiting stuff for mm-hmm. law school, they had. A Let me guess, they wanted to pay you to Bas- go there. No, no, no. Their argument is that the reason Minnesota is only the twentieth best law school in the country is because Minnesota is such a great place to live that Minnesotan people go to University of Minnesota for law school and then stay there, so they don't go back to New York to work in law firms there to be at like top mm. firms, which would therefore sort of yeah. raise its reputation. So the way that so they actually they gave That's a like stat a I remember in their little stat, brochure. Like. I love I love oh, that yeah. spin zone. No, but no, but yeah. Oh, oh, it's complete. No, I know. I don't know if it's accurate, but anyways. But what the stat that they had was they showed the percentage of alumni of the University of Minnesota who were working in the state of Minnesota mm-hmm. ten years later, and per- relative to the percentage of alumni at every other school, like what percentage of graduates from Harvard are in Massachusetts, or what per- graduates of Columbia mm-hmm. are in New York, or what percentage of Georgia, and so Minnesota had the highest. So the argument was like. The problem with Minnesota is it's so great that nobody leaves, so nobody outside of Minnesota knows how great it is. Oh, so that's a hidden gem. You shouldn't yeah. tell anybody. It's like going to like this great vaca- great beach, and like if you tell people, it'll get super popular. Yeah, but, but I left. I, I, I mean, you could come. I'm sure, like when things fail for you, Chester, when your wife kicks you out and like maybe gets a restraining order, like you, at some point you will probably have to end yeah. up back in Minnesota. Yeah, but what they I don't think I don't think you're welcome back in the state either. But the, Minnesota and Wisconsin famously have reciprocity with each other, so maybe you'll go move to like uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, or something. Yeah, I think I was involved. Really? In that also, at least for like in-state tuition, I think. It's All right. Anything else to discuss, guys? <laughs> are we good? Wait, Akiva, are we doing our like general baseball preview or now? I don't know. We'll see if we have time. Charlie's a baseball. Yeah, Charlie. Why, does, why doesn't Charlie, Charlie want to do our, our overall baseball preview? Sure. Why not? Okay, so let's do this. I will say the over-under for each team, and Charlie and Akiva, you quickly give me an okay, over-under. Okay, perfect. Yes. Okay? Okay. We will, we will and Charlie, start, you go first, uh, so we don't talk everybody does. We will start okay. in the American League Central, which is how all standings and all these pages. <laughs> this is the stupidest <laughs> argument I've ever heard. <laughs> Charlie, are you um, Charlie. whatever the opposite of egocentric, <laughs> like uh, uh, understanding of other people, enough to know that like in the average <laughs> newspaper – it doesn't. The standings don't start with like the city you live in. <laughs> no, of course, everybody starts with the AL Central. It makes the most sense. It's the middle of the country. Why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, Akiva, yeah. we'll start at the AL East. All right, or do you? Need I don't to start care. I really don't care where we start. In... Okay. All right. Uh, we'll start in the NL. Okay. So we'll start uh, with the Washington Nationals. Ninety-two and a half. Charlie, you going over or under? Wait, Ninety-one and a half, sir. Ninety-two and a half for the Washington Nationals. I'm saying over. 
It's a really high number, and I feel like they're going to have less motivation than any other team because they'll probably have locked up the division on like September 10th or something. Uh, so I'm going to go under. But yeah. 92 and a half is a high number for a team that has nothing to play for in, in the last two weeks of the season, possibly. That's fair. Yeah, it's a reasonable argument. I'm going to side with Charlie, though. I'm going to take the over. And by the way, Charlie, if you beat us, you come back on the That's podcast. That's a punishment. If you beat us, uh, you never have, you never have to contact. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we have the New York Mets over under 81. Charlie, what's the I'm saying over. Oh, confident on the Mets. And uh, Akiva, you're obviously going over. Yeah, well, I already went, o- I already went over uh, when we were discussing with Rob. Yeah. I said 83 and 79. Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting all my money on that under. Oh, that's such right a troll. <laughs> no, I thought I thought 81 was. I thought I thought you know what the Mets are going to go 78 and 84, and it's going to be a good season. Look at the rotation; it's good. This... Yeah, it was good last year. Also, now Syndergaard was in. Yeah, Syndergaard barely pitched. Well, he's he is their rotation. Yeah. You know what? Some of us have Syndergaard on our team and succeed yeah, despite well, his injury. It's not, so. The Mets are not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charlie, I, I won our fantasy baseball league last year despite having Noah Syndergaard as my uh, ace. That's are you a fantasy guy, Charlie? Yeah. All right. Uh, the f- uh, okay. Not a good what one. would you let's say uh, someone? Uh, let's say you were able to trade baseball with um, <laughs> with basketball. What if somebody traded? Are you a basketball fan? Uh, what if yeah. someone's like, "Hey, I'll give you Russell Westbrook. Give me like the Nationals' fourth starter and Wade Davis, who's now pitching in Coors Field." <laughs> In like a mixed fan- sport fantasy league, I would take Russell Westbrook. Okay, yes, but if somebody made that trade, All would right. you like cease trusting them for the rest of the time? Yeah. Okay, just asking. Just hypothetical. All right, uh, Philadelphia Phillies seventy-five and a half is the over under. Under. I, I I mean they make these numbers for a reason. To me, like I would pick seventy-five or seventy-six wins. I just think more wrong can go like Hoskins could fall back to earth. Arietta could be bad in the bandbox of a ballpark. Like I'm, I'm going under. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take the over there. Uh, Cause somebody has to be decent in this division. <laughs> um, all right. Atlanta 74 and a half. Charlie. That's I'm going to say slightly over. Yeah. I'm going under. I think they're going to win like 70 games. Yeah, I'm going under. To me, that one's way too high. Like, what are people seeing in Atlanta? I think there's a lot of money being put on. Ronald yeah, Acuna. people are too excited about that. I, it, like, how many wins could he be worth? First of all, he started. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not even in the majors. In the, in the yeah, majors. I, I, I mean, now he will yeah. be in two weeks, obviously. But yeah. Okay. All right, and then finish off the division. Uh, Derek Jeter's beloved Miami Marlins, sixty-four and a half. Got to take the under. Wow. You know, really there really like we just talked about Bora. Like, there is some talent there. Um, but just not not enough pitching. Sixty four and a half is an insanely low number. I'm I'm going over just because it's too yeah. low. But they're going to stink. I'm going over also. Yeah, just anytime you have a number like below yeah. sixty five, you're like betting 96. on a team to be historically bad. Like it, teams are never as bad as you think you're going to be. They're... Yeah. Well, no, somebody who's going to yeah, win someone will. But like year, guaranteeing but, a team will win yeah. sixty three games to me is a bridge too far. Yeah, just yeah. The, the range like there's a scenario where the Marlins win seventy five. There's no scenario where they Correct. win fifty five. So, yeah, it's I mean, much harder to they, get. What do they have? Cameron Mabin, right. Starling Cat. Like, they have legitimate, uh, you know, like, major leaguers. They're, they're not a joke. Yeah. Uh, d- d- notwithstanding Derek Jeter. No, I mean, Jeter will get rid of them. Like, Jeter is, is beyond the cup. <laughs> they will be gone. <laughs> All right. The Chicago Cubs at 94 and a half. Yeah, too, low, too high. They're going to be great, but that's too high. Yeah. 
I agree. And it's kind of what Akiva said with the Nationals. Like, what are they competing for? Like, you know, they're going to win this this division by at least, you know, a half dozen games. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So we all we all agree. That's the first one that we all agree with the under. All right. Next is the St. Louis Cardinals at 85 and a half. Oh, I'm going to go under. Yeah, this is a strong number because it's 80, 85 and 77 would be my pick for them. I'm also going to go under. I just, it's not a not a big time upside team. People rely on like the Cardinals mystique too much. If you just looked at this lineup on paper, there's yeah. not that much going on. Yeah, no, I, I mean, also to me, it's just, like they're not the second best team in yeah. the division. Milwaukee is. It's not like baseball. It's not football. Where and like, Cincinnati is getting better. Really. Like you know, the, the division isn't like is is competitive. Like I, I you know. All right, so that's uh, another consensus pick. All right, let's get to Milwaukee at 84 and a half. I'll take slightly over. I'm going to go under. I, to me, I, I agree Milwaukee's fine, but like if they went 83 and 79, that would be a good year, and I, I, I don't know how much better they can get. T- to me, Milwaukee is kind of like the, the twins of the NL. Like They're clearly the best team among the non-great mm-hmm. teams to me. So I think they're like the leader in the clubhouse for like that second wild card, for example, or maybe. The I mean, first can Travis Shaw keep up team. what he did last year? I feel like he hasn't in the past. Can Domingo Santana keep up what he did last year? Yeah, but they added I know, several but pieces. I like, right? But everything, so you know, ever... VR fell off an absolute cliff last season. Yeah. Um yeah, but Ryan Braun also, I think, gets. I Braun probably there. does. I was, I am kind of bullish on Braun to be honest. I do think he has a like he doesn't have many more good years left, but I do think he'll have a good year. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to be on Charlie's side. I'll take the over, but not by much. I think yeah, 85, 86 wins probably. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds at 73 and a half. Just under, I'd say. Yeah, I'm going over. I think I think they're getting better. I think there's a team on the upswing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say they're going to finish last. Well, I don't know them or Pittsburgh. I'll I'll take I'll take the under because uh, you got to pick one team to suck. In the What's your opinion on Billy Hamilton? Uh, yeah, me. No, Charlie? I mean I guess. I, think I guess. Gets I know. Teams. I just like he's not a major league hitter. Like this, he's like he's like if Tim Tebow Tim, was really fast. There was an article on fan. There was an article on Fangraphs that actually had a brilliant idea, which would never ever ever happen. But basically, and I think. It wouldn't work just because your roster isn't constructed this way, but I think in September it would work, and in September they should do it, that Billy Hamilton should not start the game. He should mm-hmm. start on the bench, and he should pinch run for the first guy to get on base for your team. Oh, so he's guaranteed because one time on it, base? Exactly. So he would have about 120 fewer uh, plate appearances over the course of the season, which is a net positive for the team, but he would have about 100 more times on base, which means more stolen bases. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure Joey Votto would love getting taken out of the in the first inning of many games. Well you're not gonna take out Joey Votto obviously okay you're not gonna You just said the first time someone gets on base. Like a lot of times that's Votto. Okay, but okay, but, but use your brain. You're not going to bench the best player. Yeah, like, I'm sure like the guy who gets taken out, whose agent is Scott Boris, won't like burn down the Red Stadium the first yeah. time that happens. Okay, but you have some mediocre guy in your lineup who's getting out a yeah. single. In the Zach Cozart is is going so insane anyway. if that happens. Again, not Zach Cozart. It's the oh, guys so the, the first Red time the eighth hitter like... gets a gets a two out single in the bottom. You're going to take out the I freaking catcher. No. The first time, the first time, like. Other than like they're like they're three like uh, not scooter. Oh, Bennett so not, not like Joey the six Votto, best guys Zach in the Cozart. lineup. So very specifically, when one guy who never gets on base gets on base. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, but he gets on base like, higher Charlie, than Billy I Hamilton. I feel like there's bats, some holes in this plan. But, but Ak- we could maybe workshop it. But Akiva, but but Billy Hamilton bats leadoff and has like a no. I just said OPS. he sucks. I brought him up. 
But like your idea, I I don't yeah, know if it's great. But you put him but you put him on the base path. Teach him it's how to catch, idea. and then he's I become, saw it on he Fangers. becomes like a very you know a plus major leaguer. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh seventy three is their over under. What a boring team. Uh, yeah, they they can pitch mm-hmm. a little bit though. Uh, so I'll put him a little. I'll put him over. All right. What about you, Akiva? I'm not a Tylon guy. I actually, I the Corey Dickerson thing was one of the great. There were a lot of like steals late in the offseason. but Dickerson is is like a 280 gets on base, 28 to 30 home run here, and he, the Rays literally cut him. Like he was available for free. So to me, their their outfield Polanco, Marte, and Dickerson is really really good. And I'm I'm high on Bell. The, the rotation kind of stinks though. So what's number 73 and a half? 73 mm. even. I mean, I'm going over, but that their pitching could really suck. So we uh, have another consensus. I'm going to take the over. Not a lot of confidence. It's sort of a toss-up between them and Cincy, but you, you, can't, you can't go over on both like Akiva because mm-hmm. one of them is going to suck. So. Right. Because, you know, Milwaukee and St. Louis and Chicago are all pretty good teams. So. All right, let's get to the NL West. We'll start with the Dodgers. 96.5. Huge number. I'm saying under. Yeah, and they don't have a lot of holes. Like, I mean, I don't know what they're doing at second base, but Seager, Bellinger, Puig, Taylor, uh, Jock Peterson, like, and and then Kershaw Hill. And we all we all we all watch the world. We all watch the world. Like, there's just no holes. I'm just like looking around. There's yeah. Alex Wood is their third starter. He's really good. Fangraphs has them winning 140. I I, I hate 96 and F. Like, if I was if we were betting just like five spreads in Vegas, this might not be one of them. But I'm going over. Yeah, I'm going to take the under, like Charlie said. It's just it's too high. It's it's too high a number. Like, right. They, uh, teams wrong, don't have motivation right? also, late in the year to oh. win 100 games necessarily. Like it, you'd rather rest your players. Yeah, they're not going to be in a big race again, as we said. There's it's the only division really that looks like, and obviously a lot will change, but the only division that looks like it has a uh, two 90 plus win teams, like I would say, is the AL East with the Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah. You don't think the Diamondbacks right? can repeat last season? Well, well, let's talk about them. So they're 85 and a half. So you're taking the over. I'd take the over on that. They can pitch so well. Yeah. Kiva? Uh, you go first on the Diamondbacks. Let me take a, a gander at their roster. Yeah, I'm going to take the over because to me, I think they're the they're probably going to be the – I think I'm picking them in Milwaukee for the wild cards. So I think that they can win 86, 87, 88 games, but I don't know if they're going to win 90 plus. You know, I'm very high on Godley. Uh, I, I hate Corbin, and I'm really nervous about Granke this year. Uh, yeah, I'm ner- I'm very nervous about Granke, and I think I also mm-hmm. picked him in our league, but um, – I'm, I'm yeah. On uh, so what's yeah. the number for the Diamondbacks? 83? Uh, 85 and a half. Okay. All right. So you got the under there. And then 82 is the number for the Rockies, who spent more money on their bullpen than, you know, Gettleman spends on backup running backs. Do they – who's their closer now? It's Wade Davis. Remember Wade Davis and Russell Westbrook. Or, 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 or as I like to call him, <laughs> half of Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um. Call him Rusty West. I'm going to take the under on them, though. I think their offense, I mean, obviously they play in Colorado, so they are they can hit home runs when they're at home. And they did well on the road last year, but I think we're going to see some regression there. Yeah, I mean, they're starting They're starting the Cargo's court. About- they're starting a guy, Ryan McMahon, who I really don't know much about at first. Uh, I don't love the rotation, which you could probably say every year since 1993. Uh, you know the left side of the infield. I think Story's the crazy gonna be really thing about good this team is I think Story's gonna you know really m- make a big leap. So Blackman, Arenado, and and you know and if Story's good, like not a lot of teams have that with Lemmy who's setting them up. What's the number? That's too 82. high. I'm going under. 
Rockies were built to go 81. All right, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. This is such a weird situation because Greg Holland had a great season last year, 41 saves, a 360 ERA, which is, you know, a 140 mm-hmm. ERA plus by, uh, you know, because he's in Colorado. And then his team did not get the memo to hold off a little bit and see how the, you know, the offseason was developed. They went and, and just spent a, a huge amount of money on multiple relievers. And so they didn't really have a need for Holland. But because he's got this, like, compensatory pick attached, no one else wanted to sign him. So it's like the season's starting in two days and Greg Holland is still unemployed, yeah. isn't he? I think so. It's crazy, and he can't go back. He's going to have to go back to Colorado with his tail between his legs, and he's going to get like five million bucks. But like nobody else is going to sign him, and he's going to like he's going to be like a seventh well, some, guy. Some Colorado big market now. team's going to lose their closer early in the season, and their fans are going to make them panic. The w- so does the compensatory pick take like does that like if he doesn't sign until like two thousand twenty four? I, I, I don't know. It's never pick, happened. Like, before. Does it expire really, at some point? I, I don't. It's a good question that. I- well, because I'm wondering if he doesn't get a job until May I, or June. I think so. Do they still get a pick? What if it's after the draft? Wow. What what if you don't that, sign him until the day after the draft? Him, but he won't get paid as much. <laughs> yeah, I feel, well, I mean, he can't be unemployed till then. But I mean, it's crazy. He, he's definitely a good pitcher. But all right, so um, Sandy, uh, excuse me, San Francisco's at eighty-one and a half. Keith and I both said already we're taking the under. This is silly. They don't have any healthy pitchers. What are we um, trying? Yeah, with Bumgarner out, you gotta go under, I think. Yeah. And Samarja's is out also. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Although again, it is an even year, so we know what that means for the San Francisco Giants. Right. All right, and then uh, and then San Diego is uh, the last team, sixty nine and a half. San Diego, one of three true baseball towns in America. Uh, yeah. Let's say because <laughs> they have no other team at this point. <laughs> so that's a low number, but Hosmer's a little overrated. <laughs> little. Uh, I'm just gonna say under. Yeah. It's a good division, well, too. So. Why, why is the team's two best players both first basemen when there's no DH in the, in the NL? Like, what is the plan there? Right. It's, it's bad. Under. Kiva, what do you say? Yeah. Um, I just don't – I mean, like, they already had Will Myers, and it, it just – I don't understand what they were doing. And it was a contract that you signed in any other offseason, not this one. I'm going to say over because I think that San Francisco is going to be the worst team in the division. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that it was a bad contract. But I still think that, you know, I think they're a little better than last year. So, Akiva, I just want to point out you have one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. You have 11 unders so in the everyone, no one's The league is not going, uh, you know, 500 <laughs> this year. Everyone's going to. What if AO just totally feasts in interleague play? All right. Yeah. So, let, yeah. So, let's jump to the AL now. Uh, we're going to go west to east this time. So, uh, we're going to start with Houston, which uh, is the best team in baseball, probably. What do you say, Charlie? 96 and a half, a huge number, same as the Dodgers. I'm going to say under. Maybe not the most – I mean, it's a big number, like you said. But yeah. I think Seattle, Anaheim are both going to be better than last year. And Texas is Texas, so they'll be all right. Keep yeah, I'm going way. over. I, I hate the big numbers, but to me, like, Houston, there's no reason to bet against Houston. Yeah, I mean, Charlie has a good point. Like, this is the only division that doesn't have any team with an over-under below 74.5. So there's no, like, right. garbage team to beat up on. But you know what? Every team – but every team is a garbage team compared to Houston. I mean, Houston came and played the Twins last year after the All-Star break. And this is when the Twins were on a run. And in three games, they outscored the Twins by like 33 runs or something. It was like it was like a high school team playing against a baseball, a major league mm-hmm. baseball team. So I'm terrified of them. I'm going to take the over. Uh, next is the Angels, 84 and a half. Uh, last year, they were the Twins' closest competition for that fifth wildcard spot. Now they add Shohei Otani, who may not be any good. Yeah, I'm going to say under on that one because even if Otani does pitch well, He's only pitching once every six days, yeah. And the rest of the rotation is crap. So yeah, yeah. We were on to the Otani scam before it got trendy. 
Let's be fair. <laughs> we were. We were not. Well, I just thought he. Sh- I thought he. Well, that's that's. I mean, okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm going under for the Angels. Yeah, 84 and a half to me is a bonkers number. Like they're a 500 team, and like if they win 81 games, that's yeah. that's a decent season. Yeah, I don't know why they're why they're getting all that extra advantage. All right, Seattle's at 81 and a half. Over. Keep. 81 and a half for Seattle. I'm going under. Predicting yeah, a big year from Ryan Healy. Uh, Ryan with an O. Oh, yeah. Did did Felix Hernandez's sort of disappearance from elite pitcher to sort of like at pitcher happen quieter? Than I like think people, I, the, everything with the Mariners his, happens his, quiet. His elite right? status. Oh. Yeah, his elite status was quiet. So. Yeah, but I mean, but even among baseball fans, like all of a sudden he's like, it's not like he's injured. He's still pitching yeah, every he's just day. bad. And he's not that old. It, it, he was like he was a no doubt Hall of Famer, and now I don't think he gets in. I mean, you know, well, unless he has some kind of renaissance. He was on the DL like four times in the last two years. It could be injuries, yeah, but, but yeah, no, he I, okay, he's never right, coming so back in terms of being right. like uh, <laughs> that level of player. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay, then uh, Texas is seventy-seven and a half. Under. I, I'm going over with the, with the Rangers. Yeah. Any reason why or? Uh, you got to go over. Well, on no, yeah, you bullied me. <laughs> you you uh, bullied me into going over teams. No, I like I, I, I like their lineup. Their rotation stinks. I think Hamels is probably shot. But I, I everyone in their lineup brings something. Like Andrews has started hitting for power. Odor's not going to hit 205 again. Mazar is underrated. The Shields is kind of a good player. Joey Gall- It's By the way, it is insane that they have two guys who hit 205 in the lineup. <laughs> that Odor and Gallo are just like out there every day, like either hitting a home run or striking out. I mean, eventually Beltre is going to be bad, yeah. but it's a really tough lineup. That's the type of team you go to Texas for three days, and you're, it's like a nightmare. You're like, oh, shoot, I can't – like, I just want to win one of these and get at – yeah, it's, really it's a nightmare. And, and yeah. every, everyone they hits hit a lot runs. of home runs. It, it's a, they're a really tough team to play. I'm going over. All right, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I don't really like their pitching. And, uh, yeah, all right. And then uh, Oakland at 74 and a half. Uh, the highest I, I think the under because the they're Oakland. Yeah. Uh, I'm going under. Oakland's bad. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the thing. Like, every, you need you need somebody in a division yeah. to be bad. Yes. Right. And and, and it seems like it's Oakland, but I mean, I've taken under for three teams in this division already. I don't. I don't think I'm not. Other I'm not than the designated hitter who maybe had a career year last year, like who's the best player on this team? Well, I mean, they won. Yeah, but who's the best player on the team? Year. So if they. Re- if they, if they repeat that, it's an over. Who is the best player on the Oakland um, A's? Like, who are they building around? Matt Chapman? I, I guess. Maybe Olsen? I mean, Olsen might have been a fluke. It kind of came out. And uh, Semyon's yeah, okay. I mean, that's what, I mean the, the truth is, Olsen oh, yeah, was basically Shane Spencer, but for two months last year, and he's really young. He just turned 23. Uh, he's turning... Yeah. No, he's turning 24 this week. Um, I... I mean, who's the, who's their best pitcher? Sean. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, maybe yeah, Santiago Casilla, the closer. And Jarrell Collins. Not, it's good, not right? a, it, you know, it's not a great rotation. It's not a great outfield. This team's not yeah. good. All right, I'm I'm calling an audible. I was going to take the over, but I'm going the under, which is four consecutive unders for me now. So I'm turning into Keith. All right, oh, you're just way over on Houston. Yeah, well, I guess so. Houston won 120 games or something like that. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Boston. Or excuse me. The New York Yankees. Greg Birdless. At first base, but uh, I mean, this is a team that they were in the wild card last year, but their their Pythagorean theorem I think was 101 or something like that last year. 
Yeah. Like they had really bad luck, which is weird since they had such a good bullpen. Right. Yeah. Wait, what's their number? Ninety-four and a half. Uh, I'm gonna say over. I just that offense can't be denied with Stanton and Judge. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, everybody. Sanchez, you could hit forty home runs as a catcher, right? Ridiculous. Especially with more protection in the lineup. Yeah, Bird, if he was healthy, would have hit thirty home runs. I mean, no we, there's almost like no way to judge them because if Stanton and 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 Judge, no pun intended, and Sanchez are healthy. Like, there's almost, in, other than, like, the 1927 Yankees, like, there's almost never been something like this. Like, How many home runs can they hit as a team? 260? I'm going to talk about individual players. Like, Stanton's being projected by a lot of people in the 50s, which you never see. Even, like, they're always conservative. Like, it's always, like, he's projected to lead the league with 41, 42. 50, I've never seen it in my life. Yeah. Maybe in the 98, you know, 99, Maguire so Who has him in league? Say that again? Who has him in league? Uh, Stanton? You do, although Aaron Judge got picked yeah. in the 54th round, so <laughs> maybe people shouldn't pick, like, an eighth backup running Yeah, because Aaron Judge came yeah. out of nowhere last um, year. Yeah. I, I, they're just, I, I, to me, like, talk about uh, the, the Rangers being a nightmare to play. Like, this is the type of team that you're absolutely going to be, you know, and, and then, then they throw Batanzas and Chapman and Robertson at the end of the games. Uh, yeah. You know who it's a bigger nightmare for? The Twins, who are, like, you know, have a Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It, don't, don't go to any yeah, Twins and Yankees yeah. games this year. That would be punishment. Except the crazy thing is my son, when he's at the game, the Twins have wow. won three in a row. The Twins record in Yankee Stadium over the last five years is like four and 17. And my son has won three of them. And they're I think the Yankees should have to play without a third yeah. baseman. <laughs> That's because they don't really have one. Yeah, I'm going All right, over. Uh, so are I'm you taking over. the over 94 and a half? Yeah, I mean, so... I'm taking the over for, for all the three best teams in the L because I just think they're so good. Uh, all right, the Boston Red Sox are 91 and a half. I'll say over. Keith? I mean, I, I do think other than the Rays, this is going to be like a division you get beat up a lot. I'm not high on price. Um, but, you know, the... the their, only, their only problem last yeah. year was power. Hitting. Yeah, no, the young... The, the young uh, and they got a bunch Jay of Martinez hitters, and like the you know, five young, young killer Bs or whatever. And D. Uh, yeah. it, it is, uh, I'm, I'm going over. Pedroia is like the worst player uh, on their team. Um, that's a no- yeah, the, the only thing is like they're going to have, I would say, a four or five game cushion over the Twins with a week to go. I, I like, love your incredibly league, specific prediction. Six months in <laughs> <laughs> But what, what I'm saying is, but no, but this is what you were saying before. They're, unless they're in a, in a race with the Yankees, which I don't think they will be, they're going to have no reason down the stretch. Like what does it matter to them if they win 90 games or if they win 94 games? Doesn't matter. Right? right. That's they why these over-unders the are rotation rough. for the playoffs. Yeah, so it's a bit risky, but I'll I'll take the over. But yeah, but I, it, it's tough to take the over on two teams in the same division, mm-hmm. you know, in the nineties. So well, the Orioles um, are in their division. So yeah. All right, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are at eighty-one. Charlie, uh, under. Keith, I have them right about. They feel kind of like old this year. I mean, Tulo's going to yeah. be back eventually. Granderson, I think, is starting for them. Uh, like, uh, it's just not an exciting team. This sounds this like this sounds like an yeah no I'm going under <laughs> like to me they're they're just like looking at their lineup yeah, bores me unless it's the 2009 All Star team I I really yeah. don't like their lineup their pitching has some upside yeah Donald Donaldson is the one guy in the yeah it, it seemed like they had four guys four Donaldsons two years ago and now they're you know Batista's yeah. gone and, and yeah 
It's crazy. Like that year when Toronto and Oakland, remember, we're like like in that great. Those teams yeah. are both really. I, I'd also used to be like the big Kendry Morrell stand, but I, at this point, he's replacement level. Yeah, Twins had a little run with him. It was worthless. All right, uh, Tampa seventy-seven and a half. They're getting rid of everybody, but they always seem to win somehow. And they they can still pitch pretty well. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't Archer, they didn't get rid of Archer. to me, Archer is like the most overrated guy in baseball. He became overrated because yeah, people are like he's an ace. Like so the guy, has he ever had a three ERA even? P- I mean, people are high on Snell this year. I, I really know, yeah. like Faria. I would not want to be a young pitcher pitching in the N- in the AL East. But you know, if they get to, if they get to play like the A's or an NL team, like Faria is going to put up some numbers. I think. But it really made no sense. Why do you cut Logan Morrison? They cut again, Morrison and Dickerson nothing for nothing. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah, that was a, home Morrison and Dickerson year. would hit cleanup for like a lot of teams or fifth. I mean, those were Jeter esque. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's all the Florida teams are basically collapsing. I think Carlos Gomez actually weirdly has yeah. a really big year if he stays healthy for Tampa. He hasn't been able to stay on the field. I'm high on him, and I think C.J. Cron has a really big year at first. He was never really able to get a shot uh, at the Angels' first base job. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, Colome uh, to me is in a little bit over his head as a closer. Uh, he's always a roller coaster. I'm going under. And uh, Charlie, what did you say again? Uh, I'm going to take under. All right, uh, I'll take the over just because again, every every year they pull it out of their butts. And and all the advanced sites, by the way, Baseball Prospectus, Fangraphs, they all have them winning 80 games. So yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, I'll rely on those guys. All right, and then Baltimore at 73. That's pretty low, but I'm still going to take under. Yeah, I agree with you, Kiva. That's a, really about where you should have them, right? I'm just looking yeah. at like Ka, I like the Cobb Bundy. Do you think? Tro- yeah, but listen, they're playing four. They're playing forty I mean, so games. So many guys that on that team. How many those I, you know, the middle infield is amazing, right? Shoop is one of the most underrated guys in the league. Machado's incredible, but like Trumbo, does he have anything left? Colby Rasmus, Adam will, Jones, will, any of these? Are they guys? even going to keep Machado all year? You don't think? Yeah, Machado's going to get traded. You don't think there's a chance? Of course, they there's trade a chance him? they trade I mean, him. But again, if like yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going under. You know, you don't get your money back on your over-under bet because no, you don't get it back. Players. Well, again, if I were you making us pick thirty, it wouldn't be one of my best bets. It, my best bet is the way, Mets over. Is there any chance that he? Is there any chance that because the Yankees got Stanton, they won't also get Machado? Or are we I mean, if the Yankees get Machado, like I feel like the commission has to step in, like Chris Paul style. <laughs> yeah. Baseball reasons. <laughs> Can I ask? Yeah, a question yeah, yeah, sure. Kiva is. Would mid-season Mets rotation doing well, but their offense mm-hmm. not so great. Well, who, oh, you, pretend you're pretend you're the Orioles. Who, the what, what trade are you making? Wow. What? Uh, I don't know enough about. Oh the well, Mets so the Mets don't have any. They don't anything. really. They promoted their two best guys last year. Uh, Amir Rosario is actually starting at short, okay. and Dominic Smith, who will probably pretty soon start at first base, and everyone else is really low down. Couple guys with Tommy John. There aren't a lot of people who would who they don't have anybody not in the majors who could get them Manny Machado at this point. To be honest, okay, no future. Ace no, not even not even close. I mean, are you interested in Tim Tebow? He's starting at Binghamton. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, there you sell go. Some tickets at your uh, at New Britain or wherever the heck the Orioles Double A team plays. Um, round where's where the Orioles? Um, I like it would have to be for Degrom, and we're not giving up Degrom for Machado. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. For so two like, months of Machado. Yeah. Right All right. So Akiva, let me ask you this. You, Akiva, you may have Uh-oh. promise uh, that you would yes. keep watching sports. 
If a 16 beat a one, you reneged on that. Can I get you on this podcast right now to make a commitment that if the 2019 New York Yankees lineup includes mm. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Mich- Manny Mikado, and Bryce Harper, that you will quit, that you will stop baseball. Because, you will never oh, yeah. Watch I will never watch a game with those players. Can yeah. I say that? <laughs> well, then you'll never like watch a good all star team. Game, That's like, oh, the AL was great in 2019. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about how this is the 27 Yankees, and that's before they hypothetically had Bryce Harper, the best player in the National League. I don't think and Manny Machado, you know, one of the I don't think the Red Sox would let it. I don't think like it just. Where would they, where would they even put Harper in there? I mean, you, that's a problem you sort of figure. And by the way, I think I wouldn't even bother with Harper. Machado <laughs> plays a position which is not replaceable. Harper is just like, I mean, he's much better than the other players, but yeah. it's so easy to find a guy who could hit 280 with like 28 home runs in corner outfield now. I wouldn't even bother with Harper compared to Machado. Yeah, but he plays center. No, not I, I, to me. Is, right, Machado's okay. playing another sport than Harper at this point. Harper needs to make one more lead. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's finish this off. The AL Central, the Cleveland Indians at ninety-four and a half. I'll take over. Yeah. Eve. Over. Yeah. I mean, again, this is a high number, but to me, it's way too low because. The Indians are, are really, really. I mean, their pitching is out of this world. Even if like they don't get an MVP season out of uh, out of Jose Martinez, which I think came out of nowhere yeah. last year, like they're still like. I think Kipnis you know, has a better uh, year. Whatever. I think Zimmer takes it takes a leap. Yeah, uh, Brantley can't year. be much worse. Um, well, Br- Brantley, yeah. the question is always yeah, but, I mean, Edwin could have a good year. Like uh, they're just uh, stacked. But look, Jose, Jose Ramirez almost set the. No, Jose Ramirez. I think it's so beyond un- unsustainable. But who cares? Oh, he has to regress. But you know what? Francisco Lindor. Will, Lindor's like 20. He just feels like he's been there for a while. He's 23 or 24. Another robbery, uh, Charlie, in our our fantasy league. I think you offered someone like a a can of seltzer for for, for Lindor, and you got him. You. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, you got me? No, I I, 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 I traded Antonio Brown Okay, that's actually legitimate. I take it back. Yeah. But you got Miles Turner, too. He's decent. Yeah, well, Turner's had a disaster season, but yeah. All right, uh, okay, the Twins at 82 and a half. I think we all we both said we're taking the over key, but what did you say for that one? Uh, I don't remember. Now I'm going to like say the opposite of what I said an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. You had said we had talked Yeah, no, I'm going over. I am, I am, because they're the second best team in a crappy division. I'm okay. going over. Yeah, all right, uh, Kansas City, 71 and a half. Over, that's just because that's pretty low. And I think, I, I know earlier I said the White Sox could get third place in the division. But the Royals are more experienced. They might just pull it out, you know, a distant third. Yeah, I mean, look, they lost Hosmer and Lorenzo Cain, who were their two best players. So that that's one issue. <laughs> I mean, they still. Have I Moustakas, like what Merrifield. He's scored, underrated. Like, there's no one in this lineup. There's no one in no. this lineup you're afraid. Of. I'm Ustagas is afraid. Is I'm scary. Not, I'm not afraid of Whit Merrifield. Their yeah. their lineup is yeah, like their rotation looks but. like a like a good AAA lineup. Like ooh. Uh, the Mets are, you know, a guy have a guy rehabbing. He's going up against Nate Carnes or Jason Hamill or Ian Kennedy. It's like the whole <laughs> rotation is <laughs> right. guys who like are one bad outing from AAA. It seems. How old is Ian Kennedy? If you told I me, don't he was th- I feel like he like flamed out early. I'm going to guess 33. Charlie, you guess, and we'll see yeah. who's closest. I'm going to say. Yeah, 29. I know that he's 33. Nice. But he's been around for so – I mean, he was on the Yankees. But I feel like he was a kid, college, and now – I mean, Hamill's older. Hamill's 35. Carnes is 30. Not a lot of upside. 
So was he 19 when he was on the Yankees? I don't understand. Like, when was he on the Yankees? When he was, like, their up-and-coming prospect? I don't know. Maybe he was 20. I don't think so. All right, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, All right, so Kansas City, Akiva said he's taking... Wait, what are you taking? Yeah, I'm going under. All right, I'm going to take the over there. Um, It's actually funny. I have the over for the teams in this division, which uh, for some reason... All right, uh, the White Sox, or the Tigers at 68.5, managed by Uh, Ron Gardenhire. Charlie, what do you say about that? I'm saying the under. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Fulmer yeah. has a big year. I think Jordan, Cabrera has a Jordan's better year than last year, but I, there's just not enough there. Going under. Yeah, and uh, like Ron Gardenhire is a good manager for a team that's going to like weasel away to 88 wins. He's not a good manager for – like he was like really nasty and negative and depressed on the Twins like in like 0- mm-hmm. 11, 12, 13, 14. I don't, yeah. I don't know what the hell he's doing there. I mean he's going to be gone well before they ever have a good team, so I don't know what, what – whatever, but – um, I don't know why they signed him. I guess he wants to be the job because he just wants to be a manager, but I don't know what the time Yeah, no, I know why he took the, the job. Why, no one else is offering him $2 million to sit on a bench yeah. all day. Yeah, he well, he was a bench coach, yeah, but he wanted to be a manager. All right, um, okay, so uh, the last team, the White Sox at 68. Charlie? I think I'm going over on that. Yeah, I agree with you. Over. Yeah. I like Abreu. I like Mankata. I like Wellington Castillo. Uh, like Giolito, I think, is going to have a really big year. Uh, I'm definitely going over. Okay, so that means seven, track these? eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, we have like thirteen differences, okay. Akiva. So, uh, by the way, in yeah. our bet, in our bets, I've won every single one of our bets. You know, like we were doing like yeah. the, the five dollars every we, week. Does Paul the Saints uh, fan still track that stuff? Yeah, no, I, I went to check the document the other day. The only I I won literally every single one of those so far, except for the two that were season long for yeah. NHL and NBA. Do I owe you money in NHL? But. Uh, Right now, you owe me $110. So we said nobody owes anybody. You're up 22 bets on me? We've made like 23 bets. Well, no, no, no. No, no. Because, no, well, no, no. Because we, we remember we were making a $10 bet every week, like four, no, like like a year or two week. ago. Yeah. And then we got to the point where I was plus 50. And so the next week, we made a $50 no, bet. No, I don't and I remember that one this, also. But it sounds like I have a gambling problem because so. I don't even <laughs> remember losing this money. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a doc in my. In my no, I'm gonna have, we're going to have to keep doubling yeah, or nothing until I It's win. all good. How about this? I will take you out to eat if you when you we'll come see, yeah. Thursday night. Is there anything? Uh, yeah, anything got to find that out. I got. I'll ask somebody. Is everything closed for a pre-pass? Hard to yeah. find a restaurant. But we'll... There's got to be. Yeah, everyone that are closed plays will be open, right? and I don't know how much Charlie could contribute to the Jerusalem. So yeah, they're having their Thursday night blow. But the um, the, but <laughs> the problem is that any place that's decent that's open is going to be like beyond packed. And I know the Chester name can get us a table. Um, we might have to, we might have to like flash. Okay. We we need we need a table yeah, and a quiet area do a for podcast podcasting purposes. Though. It's going to be a little uh, <laughs> a, a little noisy. All right, so uh, Charlie, give us a, before you go, give us your uh, playoff prediction. Uh, who's making the playoffs? Who, who's, who's winning, winning it all? It all? Uh, either both. Yeah. Who's going to win the World Series? Uh, not the most popular pick, I don't think. But I'm saying this is finally mm, the year the Nationals that's here. get there. Wow. Over who? Cleveland. Keeve. Yeah, I think Cleveland's going to pitch back to the World Series. Uh, it'll be Houston and Cleveland mm-hmm. in the ALCS. Cleveland pulls it out this year. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm going to pick the the Indians in seven over the Yankees, and then the Nats in seven over the Cubs, and then the Indians sweep the Nats. Oh wow! Oh, wow. So the first time is since 1948, 70 I'll take years. It. I. I I was going to take Cleveland. I thought that was going to be like my hot take, but apparently uh, 
It's not very original. So none of us are none of us are buying Houston to even uh, win. Oh a well, they, first of all, you win a series. Oh, you mean because I didn't have them in the LCS? Charlie did, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to the ALCS. Yeah. So then that means the Yankees. Yeah, the, are, I mean, it's so top heavy. Between the Yankees, the Indians, and Astros, it's hard to see any of those teams losing. But which is why, like, you know, what's the what? Uh, Charlie, as a Twins fan, what's our upside here? So we win eighty-eight games. We get the second wild card again. We go into Boston. We pull an upset, and then what? We have to without our without our number one pitcher. We have to face Houston or Cleveland or the Yankees. I think the bullpen turns into a super bullpen. Yeah. Uh, Trevor May, Tyler Duffy, all those oh, yeah. guys Trevor get May healthy and better. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then the offense keeps, you know, playing like it did the last two months of 2017, and they can pull out a series. So the Twins are going to the ALCS. Wow. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm not going to put that one in ink, but I'm saying it's possible. All right. Yes. Uh, Akiva, Mets, Twins, World Series 2018. Trust me, I'll be there if it happens. That I can assure you. (laughs) If it's on the moon, I would be there, but it's it's more likely that we're on the moon without the World (laughs) Series than they're at the yeah, I, I think I think this is not a high risk proposition. Yeah, I'll make another fifty dollar bet about that if you want. <laughs> what? Wait, Charlie, can we get? Let's get uh, one embarrassing story, then we'll go off the air. No, I'm just kidding. We can go. <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> Charlie uh, can be found at therunnersports.com, writing about the twins and, and other things. Kiva, I will see. I will you, see uh, you. Yeah. Days. Bye. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Charlie. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. The call of your call. Now you're asking, can't we just be friends? But this bit of my chest and rings, and it's better to just pretend that I can't see you waiting, can't hear you call my name, and I know how much you hate it. But babe, I gotta walk away. You once said if we were careful, we could do this.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.